Hello and welcome to the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Barbara Fisher, and with me tonight is... Morgana. And tonight we're welcoming an old friend of uh, mine from way back in the day in Baltimore. Her name is Stephanie Burnham, and she is the San Diego regional organizer for a nationwide group called Mocha Girls Read, which is a club for bookish ladies who like to read. So it's book nerd. It's book nerd stuff, just like we did last week. (laughs) Except we're not going to talk about books. (laughs) We're going to talk about a movie. And the movie we're going to talk about is called Nope. And it's by Jordan Peele. And there's going to be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie... Don't listen to us unless you want to listen to us and have the whole movie spoiled, in which case that's up to you. I warned you, don't get mad at me because it, it just would be dumb. So, Stephanie, welcome. It's so good to hear your voice again. Yeah, same here. It's good to hear you, too. It's been a while. It has been. It has been. We have not done uh, magical crafting together for a very long time. I know. I miss it. Well, we'll have to maybe do, I don't know, a Zoom meeting and and play with paint or something. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's nice to to see you. I wish you guys could see me as well. I know. What? Yeah. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Indeed. Because I would love for you to see my cat too, my black cat that's sitting here. I know. She wants to be in on this. She looks a lot like Gigi. She's really pretty. I know. She's a beauty. In fact, I might use one of your photographs and put it in the show notes so everybody can see how pretty your kitty is. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, so you got to go see Nope because you were gifted tickets for a, a preview showing, right? Exactly. So what... What did you and your your group of friends together, what did you all think about it? Actually, we didn't know what to think. Um, I was just glad that it wasn't as scary as we thought. Uh, A lot of uh, Mocha Girls did not show up because they are afraid of science fiction horror. And I'm thinking, hey, come on, you know, it's a night out in the town. So... um, (laughs) And free tickets, you know, what, what, but um, I mainly wanted to go uh, because I am a Kiki Palmer fan. I love Kiki Palmer. And I said, uh, nothing can stop me from seeing this. I'm not so much a big Jordan Peele fan because that movie, Us, I still trying to figure that movie out. But uh, Get Out was a, a much better movie. And when I read the reviews, I, I heard that Nope was not as good as Get Out, but it was better than us. And so I said, I'm in. Definitely, definitely. And Kiki Palmer deserves awards for her portrayal of uh, Emerald. I really loved, I loved everything she did. She just, her character just is one of those people that you would want to know. Exactly. And she lights up the screen. She sure does. She does. And I really, she did really well with um, Daniel Kaluuya Kaluuya, um, 
because they really acted like siblings. Like you could totally <laughs> see them as children in, in your mind's eye when they would react very sibling like with each other and, you know, sort of pick at each other and then, you know, loving on each other and then picking on each other. And I, I had visions in my head of those two as kids, you know, running exactly. around on the porch and stuff. I could see it too. Mor yeah. Morgana, what did you think sort of, I mean, we went to see it because we, we were there for the UFOs, but yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I like Jordan Peele's movies. Um, Quite a lot, actually. Although I agree, us is somewhat inexplicable. Um, it's a okay. Speaking of cats, oh look <laughs> at that kitty! Oh my goodness, that's Pongerbon, <laughs> who doesn't need to be on my desk. She can be on my I chair. Um, she sensed your kitty and decided ah. she had to come back. She had to come visit with the kitty through the ether as well. I bet. Um, Photographs of all kitties will be. Posted in the show notes, so no, nobody needs to be bereft of the kitties. Um, I really liked it. Um, I went in knowing it was going to be a Peel movie about UFOs, and I knew nothing else. And I was not disappointed. Um, I did think it. I didn't really think it was scary. I thought it had its eerie moments, like how. There will be just like something will happen and it's like skin crawling for a second and then the bad thing happens and suddenly the scary part's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Because like at least you're looking at the scary thing instead of waiting in suspense for the scary thing. Um, I liked the story. I loved all the characters. Um the chimpanzee was confusing as to why it was in there, but I'm okay with that happening for no other reason than it was really cool looking. Like, it was shot really well and was very, like, 80s sitcom Technicolor, but, like, blood spattered. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. But now that yeah. was that was the creepiest part of the movie. That, that Right? And it just came out of nowhere because, I mean, one minute they're at a, a what, a birthday party and they're opening presents. And then the next minute there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, what in the world? What just happened here? Yeah. And, you know, the scene, it yeah. seems like the scene cut off. And next you see bodies on the floor. And I'm wondering, what is, this signif what is the significance of this? What does this have to do with... Um, Jupe in his later life. Well, I have I th no idea. My feeling is is that he was traumatized horribly. Well, yeah, because yeah, ugh. but I think it had more to do with the plot of the story than it did with him. And you don't figure it out until you've seen the whole movie, and then you look at it as a whole piece as you're watching it. It doesn't make sense at all, but it showed an animal that had been trained who had, you know, been for like two seasons worth. Okay. Right. And mm -hmm. then suddenly these reflective balloons come out of a box and one of them pops and he just 
he his brain breaks all of his training breaks and the fact that he is a fully grown chimpanzee who is much stronger than a human of the same weight is then all of that instinct all of that that animal power just comes out and destroys everybody and in in my view it was kind of like saying you can't predict what a quote-unquote tamed wild animal will do and the animals can be predatory even if you think that they're not they can be and they you have to be careful with them and Mm. respectful of them I guess would be how I would see it and then it it has to do also with um OJ's horse Mm -hmm. when he goes to the set and it sees oh. a reflective ball, and he freaks out. He, he he kicks, and it's the same kind of thing. He's trained this horse. He told them not to bring the VFX ball close to the horse's face, but mm-hmm. they do it anyway. They ignored basically what he had said, and that caused the horse to shy, and that lost him the job. It was a very like the chimpanzee. Okay. Well, now that so, you put it like that, okay, yeah. Now that it makes sense. I never thought about that. Yeah. I also think it sort of, in a way, is a strange inversion for Jupe of what happened to him as a kid. Like, he's feeding horses to this creature this and trying to tame it and train it sort of the same way that the chimpanzee had been trained for his sitcom he was in. And then at the end, both animals break out of what you think is their training and act like the animals that they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I- on the other hand, I also think Jupe was just kind of nuts because I don't, I don't understand how anybody who sees a UFO swoop down and eat a horse would then get it into their head to like keep feeding it horses to make money. And to show it off to people to think it would be safe. Yeah. I'd, you know, I guess his theory was, well, it hasn't eaten people yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's always a first time that chimpanzee didn't hurt anybody until. Well, but it didn't hurt him. And that's, possibly also in there because he clearly didn't have therapy for his PTSD. Um, you know, cause he, he had all the souvenirs of that sitcom and, uh, including the shoe, the inexplicably um, standing straight up on its toe shoe that I still am confused about. Yeah. I don't know quite what that was, but it was weird. So here we go again. Uh, with things that yeah. you know <laughs> you know. can't explain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did I did really love the UFO though. They did a really good job with having it be mysterious for most of the movie, but still make you want to see it. Like, you know, sometimes there's mysterious stuff and you're just like, oh I don't want to see that. It's too creepy. It's too scary. But then with this, it was like, oh, yeah, I do want to see it. I do want to see it. And you get a flash of it, you know. You'd see it a little bit, and then it would fly away. And you're like, oh. 
you know, and I loved the way that it seemed like a traditional UFO, like sort of a silvery gray black color with black underneath that, you know, sucked living beings up into it. I thought that was so cool. But then that wasn't really what you were seeing. You know, you find out later that, no, this is, this is an animal. It's not a machine. It's an animal. And I really, really liked that. It was pretty scary, though, because um, as, as the, when you realize it was sucking people up and they weren't coming back, because I kept say, thinking, well, maybe it's going to let those people out. But then when it does, you see that it drenches the house in blood. And, oh, Lord, yes. And, and I'm like, oh, so it's not going to let those people back out and whatever it's done to them. And now it's a bloody mess and it's all over the house. And I, I, I think I got sad at that point because I was thinking, I don't know if you do this when you're at movies, but I often, you know, put yourself, well, what would you do if that um, UFO came to your spot, came to where you are? And I was thinking, Oh, I would be, I would really want to see it. I would want to get the money shot just like Kiki Palmer. But then when I saw, yeah, then when I saw the blood, I'm like, Oh no, no, maybe not. (laughs) No, it's time. You know what I thought? I thought when all of that blood was falling, first off, that was one of the scariest parts. I thought that the sound that, that they used of the people screaming and the weird uh, way the sound was amplified and then modulated so that it was otherworldly sounding. You know, uh, back when I was in church, I would have thought that's what people in hell sounded like. That's what the condemned souls sound like. Yeah. And that was the, I was just like, Oh, this is just creepy. (laughs) And the blood raining down, it was very biblical. Um, I thought, Hmm. and all I could think of as this is raining down, I'm like, oh my God, this family's black. There's going to be the blood of all these people that disappeared all over their house and investigators are going to come. And what are they going to think? I thought about that That was my first, I was like, oh my God. No, I like these people. <laughs> that did come. That did happen for a hot minute, but um, I, um, you know, I said for some reason it's, it it could have easily taken uh, OJ Junior. And when mm-hmm. it didn't take OJ Junior right away, I said, okay, it doesn't want OJ Junior. And I said it could have taken uh, M. It didn't take M. It, it was going to take Angel, but it, it kind of spit Angel right back out. You know, this is like, yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. Angel was on his way. And I'm like, no, not Angel, because Angel, Angel was a little hottie. And I said, I like Angel, you know, <laughs> and he was, but I said, oh, shit, it's taking Angel. And then all of a sudden it spit Angel right back out. And I was like, okay, good. It kept Angel. So I said, it doesn't, it didn't. So I said, it's got people that it wants. And people that it doesn't want, but um, who, who, you know, we don't know who. So it. So here's a here's a thing. Um, I was trying to figure out who does it want, though. How did now? Did you yeah. did you have an idea of who 
was, you know, if you were going to say who gets sucked up, I'm going to give you three people and you tell me who do you think would get sucked up? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Ted Cruz. Oh, I'm sorry. Why did I? Did I... <laughs> It'd probably make that UFO critter sickly. <laughs> really? I mean, I'd be all about it, but I think it would upset its stomach. I'm just okay. saying. Okay. Okay. Um, Barack Obama. Oh, please, no. Okay. Donald Trump. It's going to get him. It's going to get him. He'd stare right at it. You know, that's he what would. I was even if say. he was told not to. He stared at a freaking eclipse of the I sun. I know you saw that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He would stare right up at it. <laughs> and would. I think I think the people it takes aren't just because when in the animal kingdom, and this is a very generalized statement that I'm about to make. But in the animal kingdom, staring hard into the eyes of an animal is a challenge. And I think part of why it's not just if you look at it. I feel because it didn't take all the people at Jupe's claim until like 13 horses had been fed to it. And then it That's finally true. came and took the people. Yeah, it's oh. true. I think there has to be, like, I feel like you have to look at it with intent. That could oh. be. Like, because Jupe was trying to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Holst was filming it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So and he had his eyes. It. He had and his the eyes, camera like, eye. and the camera, like, yeah. amplified. Um, an angel, not that like Angel and M and OJ Jr. weren't all trying to get the money shot too, but it doesn't react to the security cameras. Yeah, it's true. And it doesn't react, like maybe it reacts to more than just looking and part of it is like body language too. That could be. But like, it could I think be the sounds to, that yeah. people make. You notice that that OJ never never cries out. He just is like, nope, mm -mm, nope. Which is why I'm sure that that the movie's named that. Yeah, um, supposedly I heard nope about five or six times. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I respect that short sentence about the paranormal because I have in my life rolled seen something really messed up and gone nope and just turned around and walked right back in my house and been like I don't need to deal with this right now don't have time <laughs> not time for that nope <laughs> I don't need a cigarette right now there are scary sounds coming from the woods that I don't need to know about I'm just gonna go inside and lock the door and turn the front porch light on and go to bed <laughs> Because I don't need to know. You have a very good survival instinct. Yes, you don't. She, yeah, no. she runs towards the weird stuff. I'm uh, like, mm, do we have to? Hmm, it might eat uh, us. Yeah, well. <laughs> I liked the, uh, the... I think the idea that maybe staring at it intently 
like more than just a glance is is possibly what gets it attracted to you um i think the horses probably don't stare at it with intent but they will i mean they are very visual so they would look up and see this thing and then of course run away in terror and that's one of the things that predators also look at is is prey movement. fleeing yeah and movement um and you will notice that the horse that survived lucky which is a great name for him he did not run he stayed in that little plexiglass box that he was in and you know jupe opened the unlatched the gate to it figuring he'd panic and race out and he didn't <laughs> he was like mm -mm, no i'm staying in this plexiglass box thank you i'm not running out in front of that thing I'm not stupid. And then the creature didn't have a horse, but there were all those people staring at it and screaming and gasping and pointing at it. And maybe that's, it was like, fine, I'll, I'll go after these. So, and boy, did it go after these. So, um, so you're, you're bringing more understanding to this uh, movie than I came in with. So, um, because I was under the, we could be horribly wrong, but you, sure. I think you, sure. you know, I probably could go back and see that movie and see an, an entirely different movie, which is, you know, I have done that and said, Oh my goodness, I missed this the first time you ever done that gone to a movie a second time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is probably one of those movies where I would need to see again, because, uh, some of the things that you're mentioning, I had no idea about, like, for example, um, uh, so jean jacket was being fed horses. Yes. Yeah. Now the horses that, okay, so the horse that you see at the beginning, um, it something hits it right in the, in the butt or, or in the, in the rear in the yeah. behind. Does that horse survive? That's, I think that was yeah. Ghost and I don't think Ghost makes it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What happens to Ghost? Does, does, does Ghost get fed to Jean Jacket? No, Ghost runs mm -hmm. away when Jean Jacket is flying about in general and Jean Jacket catches it in a field, I think. Yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Ghost got out of the the stable okay. and ran off. And well, and you hear a horse screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe I'm callous, but the horses screaming when getting eaten by Jean Jacket was actually the more disturbing part for me than the people screaming. Really, I, I, I thought they were both creepy. The the foley work on this, the sound work. Was oh, the really sound is good. great. And I really think he's right. He 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 wrote this. He said he wrote it specifically to be seen in in theaters. And. I think the part of it that really shows that is the sound because yeah. it would not be the same on speakers in your house on a television, Definitely. even if you had really big, good ones. Yeah. Yeah. The sound where I w was really turned up, I thought it was too loud. As a matter of fact, I said, it's a good thing I didn't go to for IMAX. And originally I was planning to see <laughs> this in IMAX. Yeah. That would be overwhelming really. The, the sound in an IMAX theater because the, the deeper pitches were low enough it would shake everything in an IMAX. That would be 
That'd be a lot. Because the sound was really, really well done. And intense. Yes. Yes. There were there were times when when, you know, the, the creature was eating people in their or horses and they were screaming and that weird sound, that sort of low pitch, sort of whale like sound that, you know, at first you think is the, the the machine. You think it's the engine of the UFO that's making that weird sound. I mean, it turns out it's just its sound that it makes. Um, there were a couple of times that, you know, either Morgana or I would be like, oh, no. <laughs> or, oh, no, no, don't, oh, you know, because it was so visceral. Mm-hmm, yeah. It was very real. So here's the other question I have. So, um, so OJ is going at first, I, I think he was thinking of selling the horses to Jupe, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And M was against this, right? She didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now was he, was he selling the horses to Jupe with the idea of the horses that he was selling? Did he know the horses were going to become, um, fodder for he had no idea. Oh no, I don't think so because he talked about buying them all back. Okay, yeah, he, he yeah. There, there's a one line where he's. It's when he's in Jupe's office, and it's before M starts really deflecting the conversation. Um, but they're both there, and he says, you know, I I'd kind of like to to buy the horses back, you know, and Jupe deflects it. He says, oh, you know, that offer I have have with your father is still open. And that's where he wanted to buy the whole ranch. And then M mixes in and, and the question of selling the horses back is forgotten. And the reason it's forgotten is because Jupe has already let them get eaten. So there aren't any horses to get back. And I don't think OJ would be happy with that. I no. he just he strikes me as somebody who really loved the horses. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think he he was, and that just he reminded me of someone that probably liked horses more so than people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I got. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was more of a. He was. He yeah. was less of a. He was. He was not introverted. He was not, and he made it clear. Um, you know, that his sister was the more outgoing of the two. And she was, you know, she handled things like that better than he did. And she showed it when she came in and started talking to the folks right away. And I said, yeah, it's a good thing she showed up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was obvious he was not, not good at talking with people really at all. You know, not in just, large groups. No, at least. no, I think he's fine with, you know, cause he didn't have problems talking to angel, you know, he just, he just is not good with big groups of people. And I think he's, I think you're right. I think he's, he likes horses better than he likes people. I can't say anything about that because the truth is, is I like most horses more than I like most people. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, I like people well enough, but you know, sometimes I, get it. I like my cats I get better. It. I get it. <laughs> I've been accused of the same, so I'm with you. 
So what did you what did you all think about its final form, I guess? Oh, when it when it's when Jean Jacket out. changes. Yeah. Like at the end of the movie. I I liked it. I thought it was it wasn't as creepy then, but then it was that creepy because it was still trying to eat everybody. So, yeah. So I it, but how do you not look at it at that point? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of like why it does that. It's like, "All right, so you're not going to look at me when I'm just like a little UFO guy, so I'm going to just stretch out and be all impressive in things." You know, I look cooler now, so you have to look at me. <laughs> okay, I I just uh, kept yeah. thinking he looked like a dirty sheet. That's all. I said. <laughs> <laughs> You're there not was that wrong. Too. <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh my saying. goodness! You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> now that you've said that, that's all I can see is like a dirty sheet on, on a like up in the wind. Mm -hmm. That's that's all I kept yeah. thinking. This, well, I said they, they couldn't do no better than a dirty sheet. Oh come on now, they, they didn't have a budget to go out better. Oh, they just got some, grabbed somebody's dirty sheet and just flung it in the air. Oh come on. <laughs> you know what's funny though, is there's a lot of videos on uh, online on YouTube that purport to be like Mothman or like some giant winged creature, right? And it's moving around. And what it is, is it's black, either black plastic trash bags or um, the kind of plastic that you put over a building as you're working yes. on it to keep water and crap right. out of it. Those big black sheets. And what happens is it's always in a windstorm. And these things are flapping around and looking, you know, if you're creative of mind, you look at it and go, oh, yeah, it does look kind of like a mom. I don't see any glowing eyes. And, you know, but I could see where you might think that's Mothman. But, dude, that's that's like plastic. <laughs> you know, dude, that's plastic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have upset many people in the UFO community with dude. No, <laughs> no, not dude. Sorry. Sorry. It was creepier when it was the UFO. Yeah. I, well, yeah, because it's just a right. mouth. Yeah, it's, and a, that's, it's, a creepy, it's a creepy flying mouth. Yeah. You, you, you know, when, so, they, when you got a chance to actually look inside of it, now that was the money shot. When you, you, you saw that, that, yeah. that time when you looked inside of it, and uh, I think, the first time you got a chance to look inside was when it was when the people from um, the claim were actually going up and you looked in it and it looked like yeah. it did look like a huge womb at that point. Yeah, that was the best yeah, it did. shot ever. And I said, what did he use for that? Because this looks impressive. Yeah, that was neat looking. I liked that. It was it was creepy and icky because of course the people are all crushed together and being moved up through this. I don't know what what you, esophagus like thing that looks like a womb kind of. It was creepy. 
I mean, who knows what's inside of the the creature anyway? I mean, it may like the rest of the way. Yeah, who knows? Like, because we you do get to see like a good bit, and then they like get to the top, and you see what looks like spider silk wrapped around lumps of something, and then they just keep screaming, and then it cuts away. Yeah. Which I appreciate because he, for all that he doused an entire house in the blood of at least a hundred people, he didn't make it super gory with the being eaten. Like he could have shown everybody being like pulped or something. Oh yeah. And he cuts before like everybody dies. Yeah. 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 Which I appreciated because like... It's not that I'm like I said, he he then proceeded to dump all of those people's blood on a house. So I can't say he's not gory at all, but yeah. Yeah. He he definitely had some had some it reminded me of all those uh Fortean stories about rains of blood, yeah. which of course is also in the Bible. And the the movie does start out with the biblical quote um from the book of Nahum. And yeah. it says, and I will cast abominable filth upon thee and make thee vile, and I will set thee as a spectacle. And then I was looking up, I was looking that up last night, and I realized that what is being talked about there is a the town the, the city of Nineveh in Assyria. And there's a description of it after that quote that says it is a city of blood full of lies full of plunder and never with never a victim with what what is that can you not read your own writing again i can't read my own writing again i did it again <laughs> shoot shoot i did it again oh that's right with with horses and chariots full of the bodies of the dead. And so that whole, all that blood coming mm -hmm. down is kind of like, yeah, what is being described in that very short biblical passage, because that, that chapter is one of the shortest chapters in the Old Testament. Book nerd uh, knowledge there. There you go. If you're ever on uh, Jeopardy. What's the shortest book in the Bible? I don't think this one's the shortest, but it's hmm. one of them. It, 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 all of that blood was, was in, in many ways, it reminded me of um, Exodus with the, the river turning into blood and, you know, and then of course all the stories of flesh dropping from the sky yeah. that, you know, was every now and then still happens and they still don't know why. Well, now we know because, why. It's because there are jean jackets running around. <laughs> There's clearly. So what happened to yeah. the kid? The, you know, those kids that showed up dressed like UFOs. Okay. So are they, were they left as orphans? You know, those were. I think they got, I think they got eaten with their mom and dad unless they, they hid somewhere in one of the buildings, like underground or something. And, yeah, and I hate a, saying that. There's a part of their costume on the floor when OJ Jr. wakes up after sensibly right. hiding in a shed and then unfortunately almost getting sucked up and knocked out. 
That's right. Yeah. And so I, I think I feel kind of bad for those poor kiddos. Well, there were other kids in the audience too. I know. I feel uh, bad for them too. Yeah. Cuz like it's hard it's it's hard to be a kid and not stare at a UFO oh, in the sky. Yeah. Well, of course you're going to stare at it. Unless someone tells you not you know, to. I that, mean, think about it when uh, your teacher or parent told you not to look at um, the sun when there was an eclipse. Did you look at it? <laughs> I, no, right. we didn't. We're, we're smarter than a certain person. <laughs> that had to, don't yeah. look at it. Oh, look at that. It's right up. But, no. But in this case. I love the face that Melania had, which was, <laughs> stop it. God. <laughs> But in uh, but in this case, they did not know to, to, that they weren't supposed to look. So yeah, they looked straight at it. Yeah, and that's what you do with a spectacle, yeah. right? It's there to be stared yeah. at. So, the person who figured that out, you know, couldn't really stop what was happening. He he didn't get there in enough time. They they already were you know being eaten. And that's yep. ooh, nasty. Now that nasty, I'm trying nasty. to remember, did he ever find out that Jupe was eaten? He never found out, did he? I think all that that was left was his hat, kind of blowing yeah, around. So, and when M went to, so she actually went to that 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 spot. Yeah, I'm wondering if she found out when she realized because. It, when she got there to this, uh, I guess you could call it amusement park, or um, she realized it was like a ghost town. So I'm wondering, did she know what was going on? Yeah, yeah, it, it that was that was weird. Um, I well, at that point, I think she was just trying to get a photograph of the thing too, and also kill it. And yeah, figure out a way to do something with it. Because Emerald was having none of it at that point. Yeah, she, she was like, you were trying to eat my brother and I am going to fucking kill you and also get a picture of you. Yeah, yeah, she I'm was I'm going to make sure my goals are achieved. Yeah, she was, she was, she was on that. And the reason that, that Angel survived, I, I didn't, really realize it at first but he had been wrapping barbed wire around himself and so the critter sucked him all up but oh. then he's wrapped in all these sharp pokey things of metal and it's like oh that's not digestible nope nope and oh, spit him out okay so i remember he, that that's what someone he had an amazing thought yeah, he had the thought of, I'm going to, because I was watching him. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and then, you know, he gets pulled in and then spat back out. And of course, the the uh, videographer, the, the filmographer with the old style cranking uh, film camera, he gets eaten, but he's cranking the camera the whole time. And then the camera gets spit out again. So I am hoping that he did actually get some of the shot because he died for it. So I do hope that he got the the Oprah shot, which is what they were calling it. 
Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sad the TMZ guy died because he was being dumb. Oh my god, yeah. Take a picture of me before you save well, me. It's funny that once no. someone that was sitting next to me predicted that he was gonna die before maybe they someone said, Oh, he wants to die. So and that's why he's going to do Did you <laughs> yeah. get that? Yeah, I Host, yeah, that the, ho- yeah, the that host guy. wanted to die. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I'm like, where did she pick that up from? <laughs> he was taking pills while he was in the thing, and mom picked up on him. You did to die. too. Yeah. Um, he sounded like his voice was unnaturally raspy, and I wondered if he had some kind of okay. cancer or something. And so that's why he just threw his life away. He wanted to you know, die doing something great that he would be remembered for. Okay. Now, I I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know how fast they'd go in that thing because they're screaming inside of it after that. I don't know. I, I mean, I will chase after weird shit, but I don't know that I would do that. I think, I think I'm... That, that makes me feel better because sometimes I worry. No, I don't, I don't think I'd do that. <laughs> no. Sometimes you send me pictures of like the lights outside your house that you're watching and you're like, oh, look, these are like 10 feet away from me. And I'm like, mom, get away <laughs> from the window. Well, you know, now the windows are covered with vines, so I can't even see out of them, which is fine. So <laughs> you notice that your stepfather has not removed the vines from Good. the side of the house. <laughs> The only death that I predicted, the only uh, was the TMZ reporter. I said, "Oh, he's 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 getting his because he's not." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I knew right away. I said, yeah. "Oh, look at him, and he's, you know, he's just thirsty for." Um, so he's going to yeah. get it, and he was just he was he wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, so, boom! There you go. Yeah, he didn't listen to anybody. Yeah, well, he yeah about yeah, he anything. Was, he was there, but you know, think about it. You're you know you're there to do a job, and you're trying to get the you know as they call it the money shot, or you're trying to get your story. So he was he was working, he was working. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, this movie kind of reminded me of of those. Uh, movies of those teens that go to these houses somewhere way out and you're like, okay, who's going to die first? <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I said, in this case, this guy's gone, he's gone because you know, he's, when they tell you there's okay, you can't do this. So you're supposed to listen to the wise sage or the, or the mentor that tells you, uh, okay, so you can only do this and you can't do this. And you say, ah, nah. So whenever you see someone like that in a the movie, they're going to get it. And you just wait. <laughs> so oh, yeah. he was the yeah. one in this. Yep. He asked for that by name. Also, he had a reflective helmet so you couldn't see his face. And it would reflect back at the the animal so it would reflect the the creature's eye back to it or its mouth. But it it's like, is that an eye? Is that a mouth? Is it both? 
Do we know? Do we know? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. But don't stare at it. And he was laying on his back, flat on his back, because he busted his leg, staring straight up. So, yeah, I knew he was going to get, he was, he was definitely going to get eaten. The, the thing I think that, two things that I really liked in the, the paranormal uh, flavor of the film. Morgana pointed one out, the horse. Go ahead, because you, you... Okay. You, um, that was one of the first things you said when we were sitting in the theater. Um, Snippy. Snippy the horse, which was one of the first Kate pub, well-publicized cases of animal mutilation connected to um, the paranormal activity, basically. Because there's yeah. cattle mutilation and animal mutilation cases that have happened for decades... And they move in flaps, like UFO UFOs move in flaps, like there will be a rash of them and then they go away. Um, and they yeah. move around the country and nobody can quite figure out what they are. But Snippy the horse was the first famous one in America. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I was like, ah, I wonder if they chose horses not just because, you know, the awesome history of the first piece of moving picture film um but also because of snippy because there it's it's literally it starts with the trope of a ufo is abducting livestock yeah and that's a that's a big ufo trope and yeah snippy was the first one there was also a horse named lady that was not long after that that was that was hmm. found dead um i really liked the fact that it was not a machine that it was not a a aircraft of any kind yeah. but it was something that was alive yeah and that, now that i did like that yeah too. i yeah yeah that's that's one of the the interesting things about the whole idea i kind of wondered all right did jordan peele read anything like any theory about it being about ufos being some kind of life form that's based in uh electromagnetic energy or plasma or did he just get the idea and he thought it was cool and he just went with it but there was it was in the 1970s and i think it was just the decade of the 70s when This man was writing, his name was Trevor James Constable, and he wrote about UFOs as living things that lived in our upper atmosphere. And the way that he portrayed them was like uh, jellyfish that lived up in the upper atmosphere and that had... Um, they had phosphorescent lighting ability, glowing ability, like um, like some deep sea jellyfish have. And so I thought that was cool. I was just like, <laughs> did he read Trevor James Constable? I'm book nerding over here. Oh, my God. <laughs> because that's a really kind of out there fringe uh, theory. Uh, and you you hardly ever hear about it anymore. So I was I was excited that Jordan picked that up and and ran with it. Hmm. Well, you know, it's funny that that this 
a movie comes out at the same time that they recently have been getting radio signals in the galaxy. Have you heard about the radio signals? I haven't. No, I haven't either. Are you serious? No, I, I haven't. Oh my God. Let me. Let, <laughs> I failed. I just knew you guys Dallas. were. Um, they have been talking about. Let me see if I can pull it up about the. Um, you guys talk while I Google this because they. Okay, we'll talk. Okay. Yeah, because they have been. Actually, here, I have this great quote from a Jordan Peele interview where he explains why it's a UFO. He said, there's something about the flying saucer that's always scared me because it's this minimal shape that kind of shouldn't exist and shouldn't be able to move. It's a blank slate of sort of part of the idea of a flying saucer or a UFO is that they resemble, especially ones that resemble the traditional one that people have been trying to photograph for a long time, is that it's a kind of mask. People want to know what's inside it. And once you have that, you have an engine for a scary movie. So yeah. that, that was, I really like the idea that this very simple shape that shouldn't be aerodynamic at all is flying around as something that is as scary. That that yeah does make sense, and I like that he refers to it as a mask. Yes, because so much of the paranormal acts as either a mask or a reflection, and mm -hmm. that's the other reason I like the that there are so many reflective surfaces in this film too, and that it's all about capturing something on camera, right. So that you can then show it to people so they can see what you have seen. Yeah. And that's, that's why people are always like videoing, you know, UFOs or whatever, or what they think are UFOs. Because they desperately want someone else to see what they yeah. have seen. Which and is, I think, sometimes natural. Sometimes they are UFOs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are. Okay. Um, but yeah, people will get desperate. So yes, yeah, so here it is. Um, I th this is I said this is so funny that he would release his movie uh, July fourteenth, twenty twenty two. NPR uh, has uh, has as the headline: Scientists have picked up a radio signal heartbeat billion of light years away. Astronomers at the Massachusetts Institute of, of Technology have picked up repetitive radio signals from a galaxy billions of light years from Earth. Scientists have not been able to pinpoint the exact location of the radio waves yet, but suspect the source could be neutron stars, which are made from collapsed cores of giant stars. The signals have been occurring steadily and last up to three seconds, researchers say, but fast radio bursts or FRBs only last a few milliseconds. So there could be something out there and um, I thought that it was, I said, this is the best time to release a movie because, you know, this is, yeah. uh, has uh, everybody uh, is on alert about these radio signals being, you know, uh, I think in 2019 yeah. was the, uh, was the first time they picked up a signal of, of a potential FRB. 
Do you know what an FRB is? Right. Yeah, I okay, remember that. Oh, okay, so you know about that one. So something is out there. That's yeah. exciting. I that like is that. exciting. I hope it's the Vulcans. <laughs> yeah. And not the Borg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would happily take Vulcans at this point. Yeah. Uh, no. Or the Borg. Centauri. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Um, but no, you're right. That is a really good time to release a UFO yes. movie. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. Everybody's like thinking about space and being like, oh, I wonder if they're out there. And then they're going to go see this movie and get scared <laughs> and be like, I hope nothing's out there. <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't want anything to be out there anymore. <laughs> no. But so they said on uh, NASA has announced that they're putting a team together to study what they called uh, unidentified aerial phenomena otherwise known as ufos so they they want to give it a new name they they don't like the unidentified flying objects and they want it to um um you know hype up the name to something more scientific sounding because ufo sounds too uh conspiracy nutcase sounding so they're saying unidentified yeah uh aerial phenomena and hope yeah. hoping that the science community will you know identify with that one better well i hope so yeah i don't care what they call it as long as they take a look at it mm -hmm. you know yeah well the other thing a lot of people would say ufo has connotations that i mean ufo literally only means unidentified flying object mm -hmm. That's all it means. But people have it in their heads that it means extraterrestrial mm -hmm. vehicle, you know, and that's why they decided to change it. But I also think UFO means uh, unidentified flying object. So it's a thing. Whereas UAP, unidentified aerial, it means it's, it's up in the sky but it can be sitting still, but it's still You're not, right. you know, naturally supposed to be there. It's unidentified phenomena. So instead of it being mechanical mm -hmm. or a spaceship or whatever, an object, it is now a phenomena, which is a broader kind of category. And that lets, lets people look at it in different ways, like Jordan Peele did with making it, a creature instead of a thing, a mechanical thing. It is a living thing. It is a. It still does the traditional UFO things that happen in media. You yeah. Know, like it blanks out electronics, it stalls cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it does all that, but it's also alive instead of just being like I was so I like I said I knew nothing about this movie and I was so happy that it was a critter just eating people instead of like just close encounters again yeah or yeah. signs again like I was so happy I'm like yes giant angry space thing or sky thing or whatever or sky it is. thing mm -hmm. because you don't actually know if it's from space Ah, now there you go. Which, like, mom's, you know, talking about how stuff reminds her about things in the Bible, and I'm wondering if that wasn't a sneaky illusion Peel made 
to saying maybe these things have maybe these things have been on this planet for a while and we just haven't noticed it oh and the other thing about um not looking at it 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 just just came to me just now cuz you said the bible thing you're not supposed to look upon an angel in its in its angelic form i mean you can look at it when it's pretending to be a human and looks like a regular guy walking around telling you, hey, God said I had to tell you this thing. And then, you know, you feed them and you send them out of your tent and you go, okay. But when they show up in their angelic form with, like, flames and extra eyes and lots of wings, you're not really supposed to look at them. Uh, And you're also definitely not supposed to look upon the eye of God itself. So, and, you know, Angel was named Angel. So, yeah. If you ever look at the sort of the actual ways angels are described, it's not a very pretty sight. Kind of creepy. Really? A lot creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll I'll have to send you some uh, illustrations of biblically correct angels. They, They talk about wheels within wheels with flaming eyes on the rims of the wheels and then wings spouting flame and all of it. it's wow. really cool but i i, I would get not want to see one i get why angels say be not afraid yeah <laughs> because i'd be like ah, ah, what is that <laughs> yeah no well i'm sorry I, god i didn't mean to piss you well, off I mean, well you think in the um the story of lot and sodom and gomorrah and the angel comes and tell and warns them that when you're leaving Sodom, do not t- look, turn back and look around. Keep straight. And wife, Lot's wife turns around and looks, and she's turned into a, a pillar of salt. And so yeah. that made me think of, of, of that as well, that you're not supposed yeah. to look when, you know, after you've, after you've been warned, yeah. don't look. And you do look, there you go. Yeah, 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 that that's a that's a bad choice. Don't look at it. Yeah, there's there's so there's so many little bits and pieces as we talk about it or think about it. Little little bits come out and you know, so many eyes. There's so many images of eyes in the in the movie that it it uh it really is is symbolic i'm sure but it just it has that feeling of you don't want to look don't look at it he could have just as easily say don't look up instead of nope i like nope better but it could have been you know don't look yeah but i like nope better i love nope nope. is nope is all-encompassing because it's it's a whole sentence (laughs) and it's it's very firm (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. So, nope. Well, I, 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 often, I think of this as, as Jordan's take. I don't know if you all are familiar with, with uh, Richard Pryor and how he said, if, if there, was a t- there was this crazy, scary movie called The Exorcist. 
And when it first came out um, and Richard Pryor did his take on it and he said, you know, if if black people were, were in this movie, it would have been a whole different movie because <laughs> black people take differently, you know, like if they, if, for example, if they're, if a black person is in a, is in a horror house and you hear them and, and it says, get out. And then black people say, okay, it's been nice knowing you and we're gone. <laughs> we have a whole, and they said, white folks will stare around and, and, and you will, if you go to a, a movie theater, you'll see if you, have you ever been to an all black movie theater? Don't you hear black folks yelling at the movie? Get, get oh my get, god! Yes. Get why you yes. dummy? You dummy! Get out there! Get out! We're always screaming. Yeah, oh, these dumb yep. white people. Why are they still there? <laughs> so, so true. So it is so true. And yes, I miss I miss my neighborhood theaters in Charleston that were mostly black people. So when you go. So when yeah. you see black people at a movie theater, that's what we're saying. Uh, when we see something scary, some something, we say, "Nope, um, nope, 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 nope." We're out. <laughs> we're out. On, we're Not out of me. here. So mm -hmm. this is this is one of those uh, movies again where he's saying, when black people have to do with with something scary. We're going to have a whole different take on it. We're not going to hang around. Um, we're going to be, okay, yep. uh, whatever it takes, we're going to have, whereas white people will just stay there. Oh, we got to see this, you know? No, <laughs> yeah. you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you can run away. So, I, again, this, is, this reminds me of Jordan say, saying he's taking that Richard Pryor take um this is the way black folks would do with it. If it if we had to do with with UFOs, this is what we would do. <laughs> it's it's yes. Yes. And and OJ was the <laughs> one to figure it out. He was like, okay. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll film it, but we you can't look at it, so we'll figure out different ways to get yeah, around he, that. He was know. a genius. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Like they came up with that plan and executed it in like a week or less, like or in a day, because it I don't know how long it took to train Lucky for that. A little while. I figure a week or so. Because he was a really smart horse. But they executed that plan perfectly and it all would have been fine if Holst hadn't decided he had to go like <laughs> get eaten <laughs> yeah well and then he, he screwed everything up he was white what can i say he's one of our people doing dumb things I mean, as a person who has you know seen some weird stuff and heard some weird stuff in the woods it, it takes me a minute or two to go you know you really shouldn't just go out there you don't even have a a flashlight that works so maybe maybe you should just go in the house <laughs> go in the woods after what sounds like bigfoot right next to the house without a flashlight yes <laughs> you'll never let me live that i will that not because it was dumb <laughs> yeah pretty much everybody who knows about oh, that man. says the same thing and i agree mm -mm -mm. i wouldn't do it at this age but when i was younger i was definitely Definitely one of those thinking fools. you were Molder, thinking you were Fox Molder. Ah, like it's fine. No, ah. <laughs> and that's one of that's oh, one of yes. Barb's favorite characters. 
Well, I actually like Scully better because she is brighter than he is, but you were not thinking like Scully in that moment. You were thinking like No, I was thinking like Mulder. (laughs) You're right. I was thinking, oh, I just want to see it. It's so close. I can see the bushes moving and the trees moving and I can hear the noises and I can hear its feet, but I can't see it. Mm. Yeah. All of that says go inside. Yeah, I that, did that does, that does not say walk towards the thing screaming in the woods. Yeah. You know. Your uncle Torkel said he would have smacked me after after hearing about it if I had done that. He's like, if you had survived that barb, I think I'd smack you. Like, yeah, you'd probably be right. That's all right. I Yeah, I agree. I sh- I shouldn't have done that. No. And I didn't. So, no. You thought about it. You got a couple feet and then you were like, wait, my dog is terrified and my dog is terrified of very few things. I will go in the house with the dog now. <laughs> yeah, because she was scared and and I couldn't le- leave her out there. It's why I was out there in the first place. Yeah. She, she just, that reminds me. You, you would have gone and got lucky out of the plexiglass box. Wow. Yeah, I would have. I would have. But I still appreciate yeah. that Lucky was smart enough not to run so that it would chase him. He he stayed in there. He's like, dude, I know you you unlatched that. You want me to go running out there, but that thing's going to come and eat me, so I'm going to stay right here. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ricky, man. I'm not, mm, I'm not doing it. Well, do we have any other thoughts about the film? Like, who... who who was your favorite character and why? Well, mine was was M as you I I just like the way that she dealt with most things. For example, her work ethic. <laughs> you <ever> know? <laughs> whenever whenever he would bring up work, she was she would find something else to do. Ah. Nope. Yeah, nah, I don't want to do that. I, I think she still relived the fact that they that her her dad took jean jacket from her, and so that's that had a lot to do with that. When she want, she basically said when you, when I wanted to work, when I wanted to, um, uh, when I had something that I really loved, you took it from me. So now you, you so yeah. you know later, yeah, you know now she had her other many hustles on the side going on but i yeah. said yeah i i didn't feel i didn't i i agreed with her on that that was that was a a bad deal that was yeah. not good yeah at all so she was but she was my and, she was uh, my favorite person in the film she i liked i liked her and i liked the actress that uh kiki palmer so yes m yeah she she was great and she was i think she she put the the strongest performance she cuz she just seemed like somebody that i'd known for years you know that's that's that lady that, she seemed you know, so real yeah yeah that's that's the woman that has her brother and the horses and and all those things <laughs> but yeah i think my favorite character is angel just because like He's already a UFO nerd. <laughs> I yes, know, right? He is. And uh, and I'm like, my dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he goes over that whole UFO UAP thing. 
right in the movie. Like, mm. and he was, he was straight up and honest with them. They're like, he's like, do you want me to come and set this up for you? And they're like, no. And he's <laughs> no. like, are you sure? Because you're not going to be able to set any of this up by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he grabs a kitchen knife when the rain of blood is happening. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, yes. He, com- he, ma- he makes it into the house, grabs a kitchen knife, and hides under a table like it's an earthquake that's also going to, like, reach up and get him. Yes. yes. And I'm like, I respect that. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did. I respected the hell out of him for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And for the, the, the barbed wire barbed trick. Wire. That was That was a good idea. Also, I know how much that that would have to hurt because I've helped yeah. install barbed wire and and have accidentally gotten caught, you know, not not around my whole body, but like I've been raked across the leg with it, and it's not fun. I like that he was looking out for them too, he and he couldn't. He's, even though they told him to bug off, he let them know, "Hey, there's a praying mantis." <laughs> that's, that's I he was he yes. was still on the job, even though they told him to beat it. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was, and she was all mad at him because she's like, "You were watching remotely. That's against the laws." <laughs> You know, and he was like, yeah, but I told you about the bug. (laughs) (laughs) And about the camera that went out. Yep. Yep. And they realized. they were like, okay, Angel's in on this. And he brings him back to his apartment. Yeah. He was a good guy. He was definitely a good guy. I liked him a lot. And he was cute. He was cute. Yeah. Well, I. uh, I think. It's split for me between M, Emerald, and OJ, just because I love the dynamic between the two of them, and I love that even though they they act like they don't have anything in common, you know, because he's quiet and she's everything but quiet. Um, he he just, you know, he would have given himself up to die to save his little sister. And that I just I just love that he he did he does that, you know, he he goes and you know, draws the creature away from her and he survives it because he's smart and lucky's smart and he's on lucky's back, so you know, they they're they're together mm-hmm. there. But he would have done that for her and even though they didn't really seem to get along at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. you could tell they loved each exactly. other. Exactly. And and that was really, really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, I can see in my head the two of them as kids mm-hmm. just, you know, running around, getting in trouble. You know? <laughs> She'd probably get him in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> she seems like she would be, you know, hey, I'm I'm gonna, you know go jump in the haystack and mess it all up because it looks like fun. And and then, you know, they have to rake it all back up. But yeah, I think I like them both. But Angel was good too. Holst, on the other hand, did do the crazy white person thing. So <laughs> he gets an honorable mention because uh, Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy understand him and have, have told people about white people like that so yeah i think it's great 
I, and, and I would like to see this movie again because I'm sure I can pick out oh, more yeah. little bits because it's very richly symbolic textured. and textured. It's and it's good. And the music, the way they used the music was cool. Yeah. Um, the sunglasses at night slowed down because of the energy, yeah. you know, surge when the creature went over it. So it's this slow, morbid sounding song just going through that whole sequence in the storm with the ra with the rain of blood and all of that yeah and then that creepy just slow down song i was that was cool i didn't expect that all right well we've been talking here for a little bit looks like a little over an hour Anybody have anything else to, to say about uh, the movie? Nope. I need to see it again. Uh, you, you guys just really, you know, you let me know that I should see this again, but I should probably take one of my friends who is more uh, leaning towards science fiction. And, and actually, I wanted to. Uh, I have a friend, Carla, and I said, Carla... Uh, let's go see this. And it was last last week, uh, the week that it was showing was Comic Con week here in San Diego. So you know we have oh, Comic Con yeah. here. So so um, I should see if she's available again because uh, maybe she probably would have. You know, your science fiction friends, your sci-fi friends, or conspiracy for theory friends would be better with this movie. And it, it lets me know when you're going to see certain movies, you need to go see them with the right people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There, there are certain, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'll just say that, that, you know, my mom was the kind of person that there are certain films you just can't go see with her because you know, she'll fall asleep and then wake up at inopportune moments <laughs> okay. and say things like, don't they ever? Yeah, it, it was during Excalibur and it was the sequence where Arthur is being conceived. And so the, the knight who was sleeping with Arthur's mother, having sex with her, um, he did not take off the top part of mm -hmm. his armor. So she had fallen asleep. She wakes up right at that moment. Why? Why did it have to be that moment? I don't know. But she blinks and says very loudly, don't they take their armor off for anything? <laughs> the drama of the moment is lost <laughs> because it's really funny. <laughs> and I know that you inherited that gift, Morgana, because you did it with, with King Kong, too, so... <laughs> oh, I know. I'm still sorry about that. What? I'm not. Everybody I, what, in the theater. What did, what what did she theater. say? What did she say, Morgana? <laughs> um. So you know the new King, not the newest King Kong, not Godzilla versus okay. Kong, um, but the one with Jack Black. Oh, okay. Where they yeah. go to the island and everybody's fighting through all the giant bugs, and then. Somebody gets eaten by tube worms. And I just, it was really gross. Yeah, it was nasty. And I just busted out with, oh man, not the fucking tube worms. 
the whole thing. Oh no, it. you said it out loud. What happened? Oh, yes, she did. did. She did. I she did, did not mean to. It was. Oh really my goodness. It was. It was gross. It was the Peter Jackson. Okay, of King that Kong. one. Okay. Because he had uh, the FX people Weta do it. They they make gross really gross. They're they very do. good at gross. It was it's an excellent movie, but yes, it was nasty. Yeah, it was. I didn't appreciate that part either, but it was so funny. Uh all right. Well, yeah, I think we all should should see it again. And uh and if you listen to this and you haven't seen it, I'm not sorry because I warned you. And you should still go see it because And you should st- yeah. Yeah, because you'll see lots of good stuff. It, it's it's definitely worth a see. And I think it's much better in the theater. He really did he really did write it and direct it to be shown in theaters. So I sat with my mask on. You won't die. Go to, go to the movies. Indeed. <laughs> well, thank you, yes, Stephanie. It was a, thank you for joining th- us. Thank you for thank having you. me. It's been wonderful. It's been nice catching up with you again. Yeah, sh- Yes, and Stephanie does a uh, little author talk sort of podcasty thing on Instagram. So look her up there. It's Mocha Girls Read Author Chats, and on I, I'll put all this Instagram. in. The, yeah, she does chats on Instagram, and I will uh, put it all in the show notes so you can Thank find you. her. Thank you. Okay, it's been nice. Okay, I'm checking Thank out. Thank you. See you guys. See you guys around. Well, that's all for this week's episode of the Six Degrees of John Keel podcast. If you have any questions or thoughts about the podcast or would like to come and talk about your experiences of the paranormal, you can contact us at 6djk67 at gmail.com. We promise to even answer you, and we are always happy to hear from you. Thank you. (laughs) 